everyone, welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 37. I'm running solo again today and I wanted to talk about a topic that's um, very common, very uh, subjective I suppose depending on who you ask but also very logical and that is training around injuries. So, you know, anyone that exercises, no matter what the exercise we do, um, puts the body through stress, you know, whether it be weightlifting um, or resistance-based training, you know, there's a lot of mechanical tension on the muscles, on the joints. Um, if you do a cardio-based activity, whether it be um, endurance or HIIT, um, you're putting your body through a tremendous amount of stress as well uh, through cardiovascular endurance being pressure on the lungs, the heart, blood pressure, even the brain cops are beating because, you know, you've got to have that mental fortitude to get through a session no matter what it is. So the body itself does go through a tremendous amount of, I wouldn't say trauma, but definitely stress. And from time to time, we pick up injuries. It's just common because we're, we're taking the body to places it hasn't been. You know, we're getting it fitter, stronger, healthier, able to run further, run faster, lift heavier. All those things put tremendous amount of stress on the body. And sometimes that tends to um, give way to injury. And that's just the nature of the beast in some respects. Um, and, what I'm, and when I refer to injury, I'm talking about little injuries like niggles, um, little tears, little twinges, you know, a bit of grinding here and there, not significant injuries. Now, you know, I wanna make that clear. I'm not a medical professional, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physio. I'm here to talk about working around niggles, okay? And we get them all the time. I've had plenty of them throughout my bodybuilding career and plenty of my clients get it from time to time. And, and you know, it comes down to a, a number of different things. One is um, management, and that is how you warm up, how you warm down, how you recover, and how you rest. Very, very important. A lot of people ignore rest days for what they are because they feel they have to keep training. Otherwise, they will lose what they're doing, which is rubbish. Um, but also recovery, you know, stretching, warming down effectively, um, deloading, ensuring that your diet supports your training so that you're not constantly sore and inflamed. You know, all these things play a role in avoiding injury. Um, but if you do get injured, you know, obviously you need to uh, follow medical advice. Um, if, if you're going to a sports physio, you know, rehab advice, those sorts of things are very, very important. But there's no reason why you can't continue training. And what I mean by that is if you're on a weight loss journey, for example, and you're, you're, you know, you're making good headway, good progress, and then you get a bit of a niggle through your shoulder. It might be a tendon, it might be a ligament, it might be the joint, could be just um, a bit of muscle tear, something like that. So that inhibits you to press, um, to pull. You go and get professional advice and they say, right, you've got to do this rehab work, you've got to lay off the weight training for you know one to two weeks, see how it goes, and then you should be right to go again. Now, a lot of people will use that opportunity to stop what they're doing altogether. They say, right, I'm injured, I can't train, so I'll just relax, let my injury recover, and then try and get back into it in two weeks' time. Now, that's all well and good, but the point of the fact is you've come this far, okay? So if you've been on your journey for three months, six months, whatever it's been, you've come this far, why stop now? Why allow a small injury, and I emphasize the word small, to inhibit your progress. Now, if it's a shoulder like I just gave an example of, there is no reason why you can't train your legs and continue to train your legs and break down your leg training to a point where you can cover 
the three or four sessions or five sessions that you're doing each week to ensure that your energy expenditure and your calorie expenditure is still to a point where you don't have to adjust your diet and you can still progress on the path that you're on to try and achieve your goal. So how do we break legs down? Very, very simple. You can do a quad day, you can do a hamstring day, you can do a glute day, you can even incorporate calves and even incorporate abdominals. There's no reason why you can't break it down to a point where you're doing three or four sessions encompassing all those muscle groups independently and still do alternative exercises that doesn't hinder your shoulders. Um, it might be a case that you can do a little bit of load work on your shoulders. It might be some rehab work that you're doing, some band work, light dumbbell work, things like that. Obviously, follow the professional's advice in that regard. But there's no reason why you can't train your legs for two weeks with a, you know adequate rest in between to ensure that your expenditure is still high, you're still training, you don't lose your momentum because momentum is key in progress. Um, it really is. You know, a lot of people, it's like... Um, and uh, many people can, can attest to this. It's like getting to December and pulling the pin on your training and your diet because you want to relax, you want to unwind, you want to enjoy a holiday, you want to enjoy time off with the family, you want to eat, drink, etc. And then get, come to January, you go, right, I'm getting back into it. I'm going to get back on track. FYI, I hate that term, back on track. I'm going to get back on track. I'm going to slap the next person that tells me that because I really dislike it. Why did you get off track in the first place is always the question I ask. Don't get back on track, you keep the momentum as best you can. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent here. So yeah, you get back into January and you, you in apostrophes, get back, in, get back on track. And how hard is it? How hard is it once you've lost that momentum? You've, you've been off for two to three weeks, you've eaten more, you've gotten heavier, you've gotten lazier, you haven't trained, and all of a sudden you're trying to get back into that first session is a killer, then you pull up sore, you try and come back for the second session, it's just as hard to get motivated, to get up early, get back in. It is really, really hard. This is the same thing. If you pull the pin after an injury, after a small injury, a niggle, whatever, and try and get back into it after two, three weeks, um, of let, allowing it to repair. It is tremendously hard to try and get that momentum back. So the key here is don't lose momentum. You do what you need to do to work around your injury. So another example would be a knee. Knees are a big problem. Everyone has knee issues from time to time and it could be due to their work, you know, it might be a tradesman, might be heavy on the legs. Um, it could be due to poor technique in the gym. You know, you might be a novice trainer. Uh, things like that. So it could be just genetic as well. So you, you have a bit of a knee problem. It could be just a, a, lig a ligament issue. It could be a bit of loose bone, a um, bit of inflammation, things like that. Okay, cool. All right. Let's work around it. Let's train upper body. Give the knee a rest. Even if you're in a knee brace, even if you're in a moon boot, there's no reason why you still can't make it to the gym and train upper body three, four times a week. Shoulder day, chest day, back day, arm day, abdominals. There's all opportunity there to continually progress and work the upper body while the lower body rests. There's no issue with that altogether. There might be just a niggle in the knee whereby you can't do things like deadlifts and RDLs and things, but you can do extensions, okay? You might be able to do somersault squats, um, calf presses. You can still work some of the lower body to an extent, depending on the, the movement pattern that's available to you at the time, subject to the injury. So, why stop? You know, I've heard it time and time again, and I've seen it when I used to work in a big commercial gym, people would use injury as an excuse, particularly a small injury, you know. Um, 
I got tennis elbow a couple of years ago and it took three months for it to completely repair. And it, it, the only thing it really inhibited, and anyone who's had tennis elbow knows how, what a mongrel of an injury it is, it's not something you can actually rehab. It's just something that you have to sort of endure and, and try and um, tolerate while and manage while you continue to train. So it really only impacted my ability to curl. That was the primary exercise that, that I couldn't do just through sheer discomfort. But what I found was rather than doing a standard barbell curl where your, your palms are facing up, um, I went to a hammer curl. So it's slightly different movement pattern, slightly different way to move the exercise, to move the muscle, but I still work the bicep in accordance with my programming. I just changed it around a little bit. So there's still ways to do it. There's always a way. So unless the injury is significant where you know, you've, you've broken something or there's a, a fracture or, you know, you've popped a rib cartilage or, you know, something significant enough to keep you away from the gym where you have to be completely immobile for a period of time, completely understandable. But, you know, if it's simple enough that you can work around it, and look, I've got a client, the, the reason I, I thought about this podcast in particular was I have a client right now, I won't name names, but they have a shoulder issue. Um, where they actually have to see a specialist. So it's in a brace at the moment, their shoulder. And I, she asked me if I can devise a program to work around it. And that's what gave me the idea for this podcast. So I sat down today and I developed something that um, she'll utilize for the next couple of weeks while she waits to see a specialist and, and, and find out the outcome of the shoulder. It might be surgery, it might be just rehab, we don't know. But she's braced. So it's primarily leg work. But the amount of Different exercises I could come up with her for, for her training her legs was quite significant. We've got glutes, we've got hamstrings, we've got quads, we've got calves, we've got abdominals. Um, she could actually bicep and tricep, do bicep curls and tricep pushdowns to, to an extent as well. So that works her arms. Just couldn't do any push or pull. Um, and that's fine, but when you have a catalogue or a library of exercises like I do that are quite extensive because obviously I work with so many different people in so many different gyms with so many different abilities, um, there is always a way to train. There always is. So if you come, if you establish a small injury, whether it be um, from home, from sport, from training, and you think that you cannot train, get rid of that idea first and foremost. Get rid of that idea out of your head and approach a qualified trainer, an experienced trainer who can work around an injury and really develop a program for you to follow that will give you focus and structure for the next couple of weeks while you rehab the injury and hopefully recover from it. You know, we, we, we're getting to a point now where like it's, it's almost February. February is next week. So we're already a month into 2021. And I guarantee everybody that's listening to this podcast has goals for this year. Last year was a ride. Last year was shite. It really was. Um, so I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that are listening to this that have significant health and fitness goals for this year. Now, many of you would have come across an injury from time to time, and, and it can be a setback, particularly mentally. So what you've got to realize is that there is a way. There's always, um, what was it? I can't remember the philosopher's name that said, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if you sustain an injury, there's still a way to train around it. Trust me, there always is. If the trainer you're with, and I'm not bagging any trainers here, but if the trainer you're with is not able to do that, you need to find someone who's more experienced and more qualified to ensure that you can maintain some level of training. 
and work around the injury so that it doesn't get impacted, doesn't um, de- de- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Doesn't disadvantage you in any way or, or, or hinder your recovery, but still allows you to train with intent, with intensity, and with focus. So you know, our, our like I've said this in in previous podcasts, you know, and I had a discussion actually with a client this morning about motivation. Um, motivation can be hard, but you know what? The, the ability to train should be gratitude enough for us to go, you know what, I live in a country where I have freedom, I have opportunity, um, and I have the ability to better myself through physical exercise. So even though you've got an injury, you still have that opportunity, you still have that ability, and that's something we should always be grateful for because if you don't, you know, I, I put my hand up, and I don't want to be the grandfather in 20, 30 years' time um, that is relying on their kids to wheel them around or drive them around or, you know, I have to sit on the balcony and watch my grandkids run around because I can't walk because I need a Zimmer frame or I need a um, walking stick because my bones are brittle or my hips are stuffed. No, 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 that's not going to be me. I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to be strong, I'm going to be mobile, I'm going to be active and I'm going to be fit. Um, and that goes comes down to strength training. It really does. Strength training has so many benefits. So don't allow an injury to set you back on your short-term and your long-term goals. And that should be the long-term goals, is longevity with health and fitness. Short-term should be whatever you've set yourself for the next three months, six months, 12 months, even two years. You know, are you gonna lose 20 kilos? Are you gonna get on stage? Are you gonna lift a 150 kilo squat? Are you gonna leg press 300 kilos? They're the short-term goals. Now, if you've got an injury, doesn't mean the goal changes. It just means the goal posts have been moved slightly further away. The goal is still there. 100% the goal is still there. So it is definitely important to never lose focus, never lose sight of your objective, and know that if you've got a small injury, no matter where it is, no matter what it is, you can train around it. Don't let it become an excuse for you to stop what you're doing and lose sight of your goal. I say that again. Don't let it become an excuse to lose sight of your goal and your objective. We as a society utilize excuses way too much. I see it all the time, all the time, and I hear it all the time. So don't let something insignificant as an injury stop you from getting to where you need to be, where you want to be, and where your potential will take you. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that clarifies what I'm trying to get across. Um, I firmly believe that small injuries, soft tissue injuries, little niggles, little um, tears, little um, uh, twinges, you know, it might be a hamstring twinge, it might be a glute, it might be a shoulder, elbow, wrist, knee, ankle, chest, um, abdominal strain, like all these things happen from time to time. It could be something very, very simple. It could be something significant in terms of what you were doing at the time. You know, it might be often the, the simplest injuries occur at the simplest times, like just picking your kids up or playing with your dog or getting out of the car or getting out of bed um, because you don't think about it. It's just a fundamental thing that you do. So don't let that stop you from progressing. Follow the professional advice, rehab it as best you can, but you can still train. That's the take home message, you can still train. And in fact, in point of fact, as soon as you're, like learn from the injury too. Like if it's something you've done in the gym, learn why you did it. Better your technique, improve your form so that when you're fully recovered, you have better technique, you have better form. And for example, if it's a a shoulder injury, 
you should be able to strengthen that shoulder to strength training, which means it'll be stronger and that injury should not occur again. Because as we know, strength training improves shoulder mobility, improves shoulder, I'm uh, not sorry, joint mobility, joint strength, muscle strength, and bone density. You get all those things together in a row and you are basically indestructible and you'll live until 100. That's food for thought. Take home message today. So thanks very much. Really appreciate you tuning in once again. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm on Apple, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google, I'm on TuneIn Radio, and I'm on SoundCloud. Um, always screenshot and tag me on your screenshots at Paul's Body Engineering on uh, Instagram, Facebook, or wherever, wherever, whatever other social medias you may use. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.